Let us receive Pastor Keith. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Lord. God, you are worthy and worthy. Thank the Lord for a time of intercession. Now we ask the Lord for a time of impartation. God, speak to your people. God, we've been encouraged by the prayers of the righteous. Now, God, Powered by your word. Have your way through your word, God. Now we our God people. It was so good to see everybody on this evening. I want to use these next eight weeks um, as a time of intercession and impartation. Um, and I shared this with our congregation. I believe, I, I believe that after the course of these eight weeks, we'll see God move. Eight is the number of new beginnings. So we're going to seek the Lord in prayer. And we're going to also be in a, a time of impartation on Wednesday in the Word so that we can be directed in this season. And I said this on Sunday. Um, decisions void of direction can be deadly. So all in all the decisions that we're making, we want to ensure that they're directed by the Lord so they're not deadly. Um, I want you to go with me um, to Psalm chapter 60. Psalm chapter 61. I'm going to be looking at verses 1 through 4. Psalm chapter 61, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to be looking at the New King James Version of the Bible. Psalm chapter 61. And here beginning the reading of God's holy word. It says, Hear my cry, O God. Attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. This is David speaking. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Verse number three says, for you have been a shelter for me. If you're taking notes in uh, those who are online, write that in the comments. You've been a shelter for me, a strong tower for the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Say law. I want to look at verse number three again, for you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. Verse 4 says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Selah. I want to minister from this subject, um, shelter in place. Shelter in place. I believe across our nation, we've seen governing authorities implement what they've called shelter in place orders. Matter of fact, the mayor of Tampa just ordered a shelter in place for the city of Tampa. And also, the Hillsborough County governing authorities are talking about this shelter in place. And I want you to understand something about these orders. They've been implemented to, in order to ensure the optimal safety of those who live within the governing confines. In other words, crisis has led to our confinement. In, your, in the comment box, I want you all to put that. Crisis has led to the confinement of many. Yet even before these shelter-in-place orders, the Lord has ordered us, watch this, to shelter in him. I don't care what the government has told us to shelter in. The Lord has already established his shelter in order. And notice this, Psalm 9-9 declares that he is a shelter for those who have been harassed. Psalm 64-10 declares he is a shelter for the holy. 
And Psalm 36 and 7 declares, he's a shelter. Watch this for all humanity. So the Lord is our shelter. The Lord is our shelter. And hear this. He has ordered us to shelter in him. And watch this, not as a result of crisis, but, um, but so that his people would find continual comfort in him. That's, that's good news to me, that God doesn't call us to shelter in him as a result of a crisis, but he says, I want you to shelter in me for continual comfort. That's good news. That means in times of abundance, we can find comfort. And watch this, even in times of attack, we can find comfort if we shelter in him. We need a shelter in him. Even more, watch this, in the natural um, a shelter-in-place orders are intended, watch this, to impose limitations. Yet the Lord's shelter produces liberty. That's good news to me. Many have been limited, watch this, where they can walk, where they can work, and even limited to where they can worship. Somebody say limitations. I want you to type, type that in the comment box, limitations. As a result of natural shelters-in-place orders, we don't know, we, we have confines or limitations about where we can walk, where we can work, and even where we can worship. But if we can submit to the Lord's shelter-in-place order, watch this, we can find liberty in all that he ordains for our lives. Somebody say freedom, that's freedom. No, 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 no limitations on anything that the Lord has ordained for our lives. So as we navigate this season of naturally imposed limitations, Christ is actually calling us to a place of liberty. I, I hope y'all caught that. I, I think people are having trouble trying to navigate these naturally imposed limitations. They don't close down beaches, y'all. We don't know what to do. They've closed down restaurants, and we don't know what to do. We're trying to navigate our way. And even in the midst of natural limitations, God is calling us to a place of liberty. Well, we'll find great comfort in him. So here's the question that we got to ask ourselves. What does the Lord's shelter-in-place order entail? I've got to ask ourselves that question. How do we find ourselves, watch this, in a place of continual comfort and continual liberty in him? And I believe Psalm 61 gives us clear instructions in how we shelter in him. So I want us to take a look at the first portion of verse 1 and through 2a. So verse 1 through 2a, notice what the text says. The text says, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer, and from the end of the earth I will cry to you. I want you to know this. Those that continually commune with the Lord are those who find themselves in continual comfort in the Lord. If, if I can find myself in a place of continual communion, so here's my first thing. Whenever God issues a shelter-in-place order, he wants to find us in communion. You may not know what to do in this season, but you need to find yourself in communion with him. So the critical question we got to ask ourselves is, when is the last time you spoke to him? I, I, many of us are trying to write down things that we need to do in this season. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to work from home. I'm trying to figure out how I should get a check. But the real question you got to ask yourself is, when is the last time you spoke to him? 
I, I notice this. I love how David does not begin this psalm with his problem, but he begins this psalm with prayer. So in the comment box, I want you to put communion with God, communion with God. So that means, watch this, no crisis will ever consume us when our primary concern is our continual communion with him. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. I'll never be consumed by crisis when I find myself in continual communion with God. All right, getting into his presence has to be more important than our problem. This is why I believe God's sovereign hand is upon the land in this season, because he doesn't want us to get caught up in the problem. He wants us to get caught up in his presence. Getting into his presence has to be more important than our problem. And this season in which we find ourselves in, I want you to know it has revealed the true priorities of many believers. Because watch this. We have been inundated with more prayer calls, more prayer gatherings, and more prayer initiatives, not because of his presence, but because of our problems. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. The reason why we got so many flyers talking about prayer call this, prayer conference this, y'all join us at 6 a.m. is because not because we're trying to get in his presence, but many of us are just going into prayer because we have a problem. What a sad tragedy, y'all, that God is saying, I want you to find yourself in continual communion with me so you don't have to start a prayer call because the prayer has already been going forth. I want to be find myself in communion with him. Our prayer, watch this, should be perpetual because when we want his presence, not because we have a problem. Ooh, I hope y'all just caught what I just said. David found himself in a perpetual place of prayer, not because he was always presented with a problem. David was more concerned about his presence. And watch this. The Bible says that his name is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. So if I always find myself in his presence, when problems come, I'm safe. Ooh, that's good news to me. Notice what David says in verse 2a. It says, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. So in other words, David is saying, wherever I find myself, whatever place, whatever predicament or problem, you'll always find myself in a posture of prayer. He says, I don't care if you find me at the ends of the earth, no matter where, what situation life presents me, I'll always find myself in a posture of prayer. And why is this significant? Because continual prayer produces continual peace. Ooh, that's good news. So that means nothing can ever shake me, nothing can ever rattle me, no circumstance can catch me off guard because I find myself, watch this, in the place of prayer. And when I find myself in the place of prayer, I find myself in the place of peace. Y'all know the scripture, it's familiar. Philippians 4, verse 6 through 7. If you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. We know this scripture, y'all, be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving and watch this. The Bible says in everything that means in the good times, in the bad times, when when, when all is well, I should always find myself watch this in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. And the Bible says, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God. Somebody put that in the comments. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So that means our inexplainable comfort under all circumstances is found when we can continually commune with him. I don't want, this is the posture that all believers should find themselves in. If I can always find myself in a place of communion, when I lose my job, I have, I have peace that surpasses all understanding. 
when I lose a loved one because I found myself in a place of communion, it will still keep me in perfect peace. When, when I get the bad news about a diagnosis that I got because I found myself in communion, I can find myself, watch this, in perfect peace. I, I don't need to start a prayer call because there's a problem. No, I start a prayer call because I want his presence. So the first thing, if we want to make sure whenever the God orders this shelter um, in place order with him, we got to find ourselves in a place of communion. And watch this. I said this. God had established his shelter in order, um, shelter in place order before the foundations of the world. When he created Adam and Eve, he wanted to find men and women of God in a place of continual communion with him. So the first thing I got to realize, and I see in the text, that I got to be in communion with him. So let's look at the other part of the text. Let's look at 2B. It says, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So hear this. Communion with the Lord will always produce the counsel of the Lord. That, 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 that's good news. When I can find myself in communion with him, God will always speak. Put that in the, in the comment box. God will always speak. And our shelter in him, watch this, is dependent upon our ability to heed what the Lord is saying. I, if, if I'm going to be in this place of shelter in him, I've got to heed what the Lord is saying. Right? In other words, your comfort depends on the counsel you both receive and respond to. Because you know it's one thing for the Lord to speak, but it's another thing for you to obey when the Lord speaks. Somebody say, I need counsel. So here's the second thing is, I said you need communion, and then you also need the counsel of the Lord. Notice how David speaks of this place of vulnerability in the beginning of verse 2. Well, um, 2B, watch this. The Bible says, David says, when my heart is overwhelmed. Why is this significant? Because when you are in a place of vulnerability, watch this, you can be subject to fall victim to the wrong counsel. I hope y'all just caught what I just said. David said, my heart was overwhelmed. I don't know if you've ever been in a place where your emotions get the best of you and you're in this place of vulnerability. Let something bad happen to you. And watch this. When you're vulnerable, you're subject to fall victim to the wrong counsel. Because notice this. Whenever you're vulnerable, it seems like counsel wants to come from out of, out of nowhere. All right? It wants you to fall victim to the wrong counsel. And hear this. Counsel can lead either to your death or your deliverance. The reason why many of us have failed in a lot of endeavors is not because the God, God was not giving us direction. We heeded to the wrong counsel. Right? There is safety, watch this, in the multitude of counselors, but your safety is contingent upon what counselors are speaking. I know the Bible declares in the book of Proverbs that there's safety in the multitude of counselors. But I got to be careful about what counsel is speaking into my ear. Because watch this, the enemy does give counsel. You better ask Eve. Eve received counsel, and it was from the wrong counsel. And watch this, it was to, the, to her place of death, not deliverance. And the problem that we have in this season is that we have too many people vulnerable. I know that this thing with this virus has gotten people's emotions to have the best of them. So we all find ourselves in this place of vulnerability. Therefore, watch this, falling victim to the wrong counsel. That's the reason why many of us run around crazy. It's not, it's not because God does not want to place this safety net for his believers. It's that believers have found themselves vulnerable and they found giving themselves ear to the wrong counsel. 
So that means much of the abundance of fear, frustration, and even fatigue in this season has been as a result of the wrong counsel. Come on, the, the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear. But the reason why we got an abundance of fear, frustration, and fatigue in this season is as a result of the wrong counsel. And this is why David said the Lord's counsel, watch this, leads him to the rock that is higher than him. Because it's not enough to hear counsel, but we also must heed the Lord's counsel. That, that's, that's good news to me. Somebody say in the comment box, I need to heed the Lord's counsel. Even more, prayer that produces counsel will give you a new perspective. I hope y'all just heard what I just said. Prayer that produces counsel gives me a new perspective. That's good news. Watch this. The counsel that David received took him to the place that was higher than he could see in the natural. Somebody put in the comment box new, a new perspective. In other words, in the midst of what looked like a crisis, he could see that Christ was at work. When I can receive the counsel of the Lord, I get a new perspective, y'all. And watch this. I don't want to see this virus and this pandemic in the, through the same lens as the world. I want to get a different perspective. And David said, when I heeded the Lord's counsel, he led me, watch this, to the rock that was higher than him. So he was able to see what Christ was doing in the midst of what looked like a crisis. Tell your neighbor, I need the counsel of the Lord. If we desire to shelter in him, we must receive and respond obediently to the Lord's counsel. Why everybody going crazy? I done received some counsel and the right counsel. God gave me a new perspective. So as a believer, in the midst of what everybody running around crazy, everybody got on masks. I don't know about y'all. I went to Publix this morning. Everybody got on a mask. Everybody got on gloves. Everybody's losing their mind. It's like we're in a pandemic, but people are in a pandemonium. But because I received counsel from the Lord, he gave me a new perspective. He led me, watch this, to the rock that is higher than I. And I was able to see Christ at work in the midst of what looked like a crisis. So the second thing I said is we, we must receive and respond obediently to the Lord's counsel. If I want to shelter in him. Now, now, now let's look at verses three and four. And I'm going to be out your way, y'all. The Bible says, for you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. And I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. Here's what I want you to know. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. And without faith, you will be void of his presence. You will be void of shelter, void of shelter. So the question we must ask ourselves is, where does our confidence lie? Where does our confidence lie? I want y'all to put that in the com comment box. Put where does my confidence lie? The reason why many are not in the shelter of the Lord, watch this, we run around and running in fear, is because their confidence is resting, watch this, in the White House. We, we, I, I done seen so many comments on Facebook, everybody trying to say, ooh, pass the legislation. I need the White House, and I need the Congress to pass this legislation. It's because your confidence is in the White House. Their confidence is resting in their wages. So when the government says, I need y'all to shelter in, the reason why you can't put your trust in the Lord is because your trust or your confidence is in your wages. And watch this, their confidence is resting in their ability to work. I, my job done told me to go home, so I find my confidence in my job. Somebody say the devil is a lie. 
David realized that whatever is earthly will perish, but whatever is eternal will be perpetual. Many of us are putting our confidence in earthly things. The White House will one day pass away. Your wages one day will pass away. Your ability, watch this, this is why folk retire, will, uh, will eventually pass away. So I've got to have my confidence in something that is eternal because eternal is perpetual. And watch this. This is why in verses three and four, he says he finds refuge in the Lord. His rescue is in the Lord. And watch this. His resting place is in the Lord because he put his confidence in the Lord. That means, watch this. Some of y'all trying to wonder, would the government bail you out? God will never be your refuge. God will never produce your rescue. And God will never give you rest until you put your complete confidence in him. I was talking to my wife. Some folk waiting on this $1,200 check from the government. Some of y'all, $1,200 can't even pay your rent. And we're putting our confidence in the government. And God has said, I need you to put your confidence in me. I want God to be a refuge for me. I want God to be a place of rescue for me. And I want God to give me great rest. While people cannot sleep, even in the midst of this, God says, if you shelter in me, I'll give you great rest. And this is why James 1 and 7 reminds us that the one void of faith should not expect to receive anything, nothing from God. And y'all know the song, how the song go, our hope must be built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. God can do nothing but fail. But the question the Lord is asking us, do we believe that? In this season, I know many of us go to church. We done quoted it. We done said it. God can do nothing but fail. He, he can do all things but fail. But the question that God is asking many believers in this season is, do you believe that? I want you to write that in the comment box. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Do we believe that God can be our refuge even in the midst of a virus? I believe that, y'all. I believe God can still yet be a refuge. I said it earlier. His name is a strong tower. The righteous run in and are safe. I told my church, if you're connected to the Way Church of Tampa Bay and you receive this word and it's been planted in your spirit, God can yet be a refuge in the midst of a virus. Do we believe God, watch this, can rescue us out of economic turmoil? I know your job is shut down. I know they told you to go home. I know the natural shelter and order is not allowing you to work because they don't call you an essential employee. But God can still yet rescue you in the midst of an economic turmoil. And do we believe that God can give us rest while the world is running around in circles? I believe that, y'all. I got two little kids, all right? They're vulnerable in the natural sense. Every time I take them to to daycare in the morning, they're, they're subject to what's going on in the world. But when I send them off, God has given me great, great rest. When I gotta leave my house every morning to go to work, I gotta leave my wife at home, God is yet giving me great rest. When I go to the grocery store and I see that the shelves are empty and there's, there's few things for me to pick and purchase for my family, God has yet given me great rest. 
not because my confidence lies in anything else, but Jesus Christ, his blood, and his righteousness. You got to ask yourself, do you believe? Because your confidence in him, watch this, will determine your comfort in him. I've got to have this level of confidence. And I want you to hear this, and I'm going to be out your way. While many of us have been confined in a place physically, God wants us to find ourselves in him. This, this is a good season for us when we can't go to the movies, when we can't go to the beach, when we're confined to our homes. God is saying, I want you to shelter in me, sheltered in the Lord. The Lord can use, watch this, this natural order to help us overcome in the spirit. He will give us great comfort if we can make him our shelter. I want everybody that's listening to me, that, that to be your prayer, that to be your pursuit, that in this season that I'm going to make my shelter the Lord, the Lord my shelter. We, we must continually commune with him. Even after, watch this, I told the church this on Sunday, this too shall pass. So even after it pass, passes, can, we, can God still find us in communion with and we receive and respond obediently to his counsel. Because whenever you commune with God, God will respond with his counsel. But God is looking for us to respond uh, uh, obediently to his counsel. And, and can we put our complete confidence in him? Where does your confidence lie? I need believers to have their confidence not in the White House, not in your wages, not in your ability to work, but in the one Christ and Christ alone. But here's the good news concerning the comfort that the Lord will give us. Notice verse 4 again. The Bible says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. Somebody say forever, forever, forever. The Bible says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. So our comfort is not just for a particular event in our life, but God will sure ensure that our comfort is everlasting. That's good news to me, y'all, that, that, that God doesn't say that I want to give you comfort for a moment. Sometimes we think, God, I need comfort in this event, this life event that I'm, I'm going through. God, give me comfort now. But the Bible says, David said, I want to abide in your tabernacle forever. That means if we can just shelter in him, God will make our comfort everlasting. That's good news, y'all. No circumstance nor crisis can consume our comfort because the Lord will give us comfort. Watch this, always. That's good news to me, y'all. I want to always find myself, watch this, abiding in his tabernacle. The Lord says, I don't want this shelter in place, this shelter in me to be just for a moment. But I want it to be everlasting. And if you can always find yourself, watch this, communing with the Lord, receiving the counsel of the Lord, putting our confidence in the Lord, the Lord says, I'll make your comfort continue. So after this crisis is over, and watch this, there will be another crisis. For the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord wants to deliver the, us from them all. The Bible says, in this world, you'll face many troubles. The Bible says that man born of a woman is, 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 is few of days and full of trouble. We will always face crisis, we will always face affliction, and we will always face trouble. So after I find myself delivered from this crisis, I need God to give me comfort in the next crisis. 
After I find myself coming out of the one trouble, I need God to give me um, comfort in the next trouble. Once I walk through and pass the test of affliction, I need God to give me comfort for the next affliction. God is saying that if you can shelter in me, I'll give you continual comfort. My comfort will be everlasting. That's good news, y'all. I know that Hillsborough County is trying to put this shelter-in-place order in effect on Friday. And we're going to have to abide to what the government says. But, but before, as soon as God created man, he wanted man to make, uh, to ensure that they made the Lord their shelter. And God is saying the same thing to us tonight. We want to pray. Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we thank you. God, we thank you, God, that, that despite the crisis, God, God, you are still at the Christ. You're the anointed one. You're our Savior. God, and we look to you. So God, we thank you that although the state is trying to figure out should we put a shelter in place order. God, while, while the government is trying to figure out should they put a shelter in place order. God, while they're going to vote on Thursday concerning the shelter in place order for Hillsborough County. God, you called your people to shelter in you. So God, we'll be obedient to your word in Psalm 61. God, let us find ourselves in continual communion with you. And God, we won't commune with you because there's a problem, but God, we'll communion with you, God, because we're desiring your presence. And God, we pray, God, that we can, after we commune with you, God, we'll listen for your counsel. God, the reason why many of us are filled with fear, frustration, is because we have made ourselves victims to the wrong counsel. God, let us heed your counsel, God, we pray. And God, after that, God, we'll tell you, God, that we'll put our confidence in you. God, our confidence is fully devoted to you, God, not in the White House, not in our wages, not in our ability to work. But God, we put our confidence God, I pray for every believer watching this night. God, cause our comfort in you to be everlasting, to be continual. God, somebody who may feel like they, they don't know what to do with their life, give them great comfort. God, we want it to be continual, God, because this too shall pass. There'll be another crisis, God. We want, we want your comfort to be everlasting, and we'll have comfort for the have comfort for the next apostle. We'll have comfort for the next apostle. We love you in a